Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. We are on the third season. It's incredible. Yoga is actually, the meaning is union. So it's a union of the body, mind, and spirit. It is spirituality. It wow. is. This is the lowest place in creation. This is where God wants to be known. Growth is growth, no matter how little it is. Oh, absolutely. All the shit that I thought I was is falling away, and every day it falls away, I feel better about life, and I'm able to beat me. Yoga doesn't want you to really forget about the emotion. They want you to move with the emotion. I've never thought of to do that, and I'm doing it right now, and my mind is kind of blown. Good morning, everybody. So, if you haven't noticed already, I had a little bit of an issue with the with the audio today. So, you got a little bit of a repeat with my interview with Carolee Sparta instead of my interview with Chris Plord. That is now fixed. So thank you so much for my beautiful friend, Misty, for reaching out to me and being like, hey, girl, so I'm thinking we have a little bit of an issue here. So love you for that, my love. Thank you for that. Um, So anyway, it's fixed now. Thank you all for being patient. And I hope that you really, really love this episode. It is one of my favorites. I absolutely love Chris Plord. He is an incredible life coach living down in Los Angeles who has an incredible like setup with everything that he does and who he works with and how he introduces spirituality into the corporate world. It is really incredible and amazing. And I'm so glad that he exists on this plane of existence. So Please enjoy this episode now that it is finally available. (laughs) And I love you guys. And we'll talk at you again very soon. For now, enjoy this interview with Chris Plord. See about that. How's that? I hear you. I I hear you. I got you now. Yeah. Okay. How are you? I'm doing really good. Good. It's been it's been a nice morning and um Mm. yeah. Yeah, I remember reading this and I was like, dang, he's done a lot of work with really big names like Disney mm-hmm. and Lululemon. And I'm like, wow, dude, got some chops, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they're good, oppor- great opportunities, great opportunities. Yeah, so. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now you're skipping out again, oh, unfortunately. That's, that's not right. Hold on. I was using it earlier. It seemed to be fine. Hmm. Why is it being dumb? Is it just skipping a lot? Is that what's happening? No, I think that's it. I think we got it. I think it must be my earpieces. Oh, okay. Okay, you sound sounds good now. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I don't want it to give feedback either. Oh, no. Feedback is not the business. Oh, there it is. I think we got it now. <laughs> okay. And welcome back to another episode of Third Eye with Lorelai. I am, of course, your host, Lorelai. And today I'm really excited to bring to you Chris Plord, who lives in beautiful Los Angeles. And he has decided to grace us with his presence today. I'm so excited to be talking to him. And I was reading his biography, and he has so many impressive details in here. And I'm really excited to get to know him a little bit more and all of the amazing things that he has done in these major corporations to bring spirituality, herbalism, and all these amazing things. So, Chris, welcome to the show. How are you today? Uh, I'm great. Thanks so much for having me on. Yes. So, so yes. Chris... First things first, this is like the first thing that I usually ask a lot of the people that come onto my show is where did all of this begin for you? When did you decide to like embark on the spiritual journey? How did it begin? You know, it it began with the idea of that someone else gave me that I need to get a degree in the business world and get work for a major corporation with good benefits and realize really quickly that you know, after working for many different companies that 
I was getting, that wasn't for me. Some great companies, but but working in that type of environment wasn't for me. My my calling was to be able to help people and and serve at the highest good I could. And so I started in the fitness industry, um, worked as a presenter, traveled around the world, world, certified thousands of instructors, and created all sorts of content and workshops and this and that. And so what I thought was I was going to start. I was going to like make help instructors be the greatest versions of themselves that they could be. And so that's what I did for years. And what I soon realized was all of this material that I had, that I was presenting, that I was teaching, that I was coaching was, was, was at a deeper level. It was for all areas of your life. It wasn't just for a fitness, fitness industry, the same concepts that you could use coaching somebody for a triathlon or, um, getting them to lose weight or, and doing it in the right conscious way were the same things you could do to help success happen within a, a, a company, within um, an organization, within someone's life. You know, we start to look at all areas of the life, not just one, you know, the, the, the personal growth, the spiritual growth, the financial relationship, the health and wellness and, um, and, 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 really embarking and in, in hitting all those areas so that so that they're as not only successful, but they're as happy and as fulfilled as they could be or as they can be as well. Mm. Now, so. you talked a lot about natural medicine or like herbal medicine. Where did that mm -hmm. start to really come into the picture for you? Because I absolutely love herbal medicine, I think, because especially mm -hmm. as a nurse, you know, I'm working with tons of really toxic mm -hmm. medications. And so it's nice for me. And, and I, I work with women. So like, you know, mm -hmm. people who are, you know, about ready to have babies and women's health and that sort of thing. So it's nice to be able to look at an, a more natural approach to supporting mm -hmm. women's health. And, you know, I don't want to like exclude men's, but you know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. you want to look at it from a different lens. So that way people can ha have it be more accessible, that their health is accessible to them. And it's not like you have to go into the hospital. So where did the herbal medicine come in for mm -hmm. you? Well, it was, it was plant medicine in general, some, some psychedelics, some other plant medicine. Then my wife became an herbalist. She's Ooh. actually an herbalist. So she's <laughs> giving me all these things right before here, take this and oh, you're feeling this. She loves when we get sick because she just, <laughs> she gets in her witch, witchy mode and goes, goes to town. <laughs> right. So, um, I love but, it. <laughs> but yeah, this was, this was our journey that we started on about a decade ago together. You know, we've been together for six. 18 years married for 16 have two amazing kids um and we really just went into this how how clean and natural can we be you know like we got some major you know uh downloads and information from the plants when we used to do some journeys and then it was like it was just we followed our joy we followed what made us feel good we were able to kind of kind of go well is this do we want to take a medication which you do sometimes if you're yeah. really really sick from a pharmacy pharmacy but yeah. if we can keep ourselves as healthy and as alert and as awake as we possibly can well let's look at all these different other remedies these these different herbs and plants and um, things that that really just charge our system and help us vibrate on a higher level yeah. in all areas oh i so. love that so you mm. um I, I love some of the questions that you have on your profile here, and I'm just going to kind of go down some of them because I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to know what that one is. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. So mm -hmm. what is conscious performance coaching? Mm. It, it, in short, is how can we perform and be the greatest versions of ourselves, mm -hmm. right? Perform on all levels, get out of bed on Monday and just be firing, mm -hmm. right? But being very aware of why we're doing it mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. where is that calling coming from within yourself mm -hmm. so like i alluded to a little earlier when we're um when i'm coaching someone i'm looking at the full spectrum of someone's life mm -hmm. right uh, i'm diving into all of it how fulfilled are you in your in in these areas where is that the 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 wheel of those five areas that I mentioned? Where is that spoke a little bit loose, and how can we tighten that up? Yeah. So if we're embarking down this path, then then we get to move through and say, are you performing 
at the very best level you can? And are you happy doing it as well? Mm. Because for years, I, and I know I've worked with so many people that do this, is they use like pain as fuel, Oof. right? They're using the judge, the left brain survival mode of just getting things done and reaching a certain level mm-hmm. rather than coming from the right brain sage uh, Jedi, if you will, type of way of doing things, working with compassion, innovation, creativity, mm-hmm. rather than just going from this place of old programming, old ways of doing things, because there's a worthy thing deep within that. And if they don't reach a certain level, there's, they're not good enough. They're not, well, everybody's good enough. Everybody's, nobody is broken in my opinion. It's just a matter of how do we really clear out the old programming, the clutter, right? Get beneath the layers, take off the mask, get super authentic so that we're, we're, we're operating on all cylinders. We're firing. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's what we're looking to do. That's in a, in a nutshell, that's conscious performance coaching. Oh, I love that. (laughs) You know, it's funny when you mentioned the, the brokenness and, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with the idea of being broken. It's just Mm -hmm. the idea of that. You're not fixable. Like I, right. I'm okay with like my, when I'm in that energetic of like, you know, I am in either deep da- shadow work or there is mm-hmm. something that is happening where I feel like I'm really low in my vibration and I feel broken. It's almost mm-hmm. like that whole concept of, um, of, you know, that, that tradition in Japan where they take pottery that's broken and they weld it together with gold and it becomes this yeah. new beautiful that's sort of what I view spiritual work and like what you're saying, this coaching, this process. It's like you're taking something that maybe you are, maybe you are broken or in your state of brokenness, but you're not unfixable. You're not something that cannot become something that's more beautiful, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, I think that is a kinsei or something. I don't, I don't know. Yes, the, but it's I, something like that where they take the gold flakes and they they're able to put it in it becomes this oh look at the scars look how amazing your scars are yes. look at the superpowers that you have gained from those hard times yes. so it's a perspective shift mm-hmm. right if we can go inward and go hey you know i went through this really hard time in my life and and but but my job is to direct them into the goodness of what did they get from that yes right how how did you what compassionate superpowers did you gain Mm -hmm. you know like one of my clients i'll give you a quick story example you know was was physically and mentally abused by her stepdad Mm -hmm. you know and really went through a really rough childhood from the age of nine to 16 Mm -hmm. 17 and and what i see with her now is is this incredible mother Mm -hmm. like beyond like not just mother to her children but mother to everyone around her Mm. because she has gained such love and compassion for for the world Mm. right she had this hard time but she learned to embrace that and forgive not Mm. to forgive for him but to forgive for her her, so that she could feel that peace and freedom within herself so she doesn't carry that anymore yes and so so owning those scars and going these are beautiful yeah. These are really, and, and here's how we, and it's going to take a little bit of time and some work, but eventually we get there and we start to see how amazing each and every person really truly is. Oh my God. Yes. And, and that is such a huge thing. I don't think, I don't think people really like have a clear perspective of what forgiveness really means. And, mm-hmm. and I've said this before and forgiveness doesn't mean that everything is okay. Forgiveness to me means that you're no longer you're you're no longer carrying the anger, the pain, the mm. frustration, the things that come with what happened, that trauma or that wound with that was created. You're you're right. now in a place where you say I don't need to carry this with me anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like you're not telling this person that or, or this this situation or whatever it may be that you're OK with this happening again. You're saying I've learned. I understand. And I don't carry the pain with me, even though the scars are there. At least now though, it's like this is where I've learned the lesson. This is like the roadmap in which I follow. You know what I mean? 
Absolutely. Very well put. You know, it's, it's, it's exactly that. It's, it's changing it from victim mm. to ownership. Yes. It's going, this has happened for me mm-hmm. as opposed to, to me. Yes. And, and it's a simple wording mm-hmm. that is practiced, of course, but what did I gain? Yes. Can I own this story? And can I actually now tell, eventually, we're all going to be able to tell our stories. Yes. And that, in telling that story, is going to enable people to to see that it's okay. Yeah. To feel that I have permission now. Yeah. You know, I think it's it's not about fixing everyone around us that we love, right? Yes. I used to do that. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I can see. Yeah. Come on. Why don't you see how awesome? You know, yeah. it's like I want this for you. Yeah. But I've learned that as a coach, I can't want it more for them than they want it for themselves. But yes. I can be there when they're ready for it. Yes. But that's the whole point is being able to just just love them and and help them see the beauty within everything that has happened for them. Just by a simple shift in narrative. You know? Exactly. You know, this mm-hmm. didn't happen to me, this happened for me, you know. And um I I absolutely love that because, you know, I I come from a different perspective, but I completely understand what you mean by you just want to you want to heal everybody around you and you want to like, do you see how wonderful you are and all the things? And it's not that way. Don't you see? And it's like, no, they don't. And it's not your responsibility per se to shift it for them, but you can give them empowerment to and the permission to shift it if they want to and when they're ready. Yeah. By doing it yourself. Yep. By continuously digging into your own stuff. Oh, right? That that's it. So like true. you heal yourself and it's like there's this ripple energy effect that goes out to all your community. Yes. And it's like, look what, look at it. I'm at- doing this. It's not like you're standing with ego going, look what I've done, you know, beating your chest. It's like, I'm going through this. Mm-hmm. It was hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing it. And then that that is the the empowerment as you said mm-hmm. right that's what you're giving people that that inspiration and empowerment to go and go down their path do yes. it their way yes but they see they get that energy from you yes and you know what's really mm-hmm. beautiful is that everybody has their own very specific way of doing things but even just seeing how somebody else has done it it's like it it introduces that narrative that well, how can I make that possible for myself? Mm. How can how can I make that mine? Because I want to have that, and it's like it's sort of like when I when I work and I'm I'm tra- training a brand new nurse, um, you know, I show them this is how I do it, but this isn't going to be how you do it, and that's okay. I'm not going to tell you that's wrong if you do it a yeah. different way. I'm going to say, well done, you're doing you're nursing. You know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're doing yeah. it. <laughs> That's it. You find your own way. You mm-hmm. find your own way. And that is the empowerment piece, you know, is this yeah. idea and this understanding that not only did I figure this shit out, I did it in the way that makes sense to me. And it was my own way of doing it. Not mm-hmm. not Chris's way, not Lorelai's way, but my way, you know. And on their on their own in their own time as well. That's another important for that comparison, which is a a big time like uh, disruptor in a bad way. Mm -hmm. You know, it it you start to compare. Well, they did it, and they did it by the time they were forty or thirty five. And look at me, I'm forty, you know, fifty, and I still haven't done. No, it's like no, it's all happening in the just right ways and just right times. Mm -hmm. Just fall in love with this journey that you're on. Oh my this god. This is the journey. I've got a pretty and it's unique to you. Yes. And I've got mm-hmm. a I've got a great example of that actually. And it isn't mm. it's it's me like kind of like tracking another person's journey. And what I mean by that is so my six year old daughter has autism. And she hasn't gotten the the concept of utilizing um, expressive spoken language to communicate just yet. Um, she's able to utilize echolalia, so she repeats back everything that um, me or my husband say to her or her respite care worker. But she hasn't quite gotten the, you know, the the process yet. And she has a lot of sensory issues because she's frustrated because she can't communicate. She can't say, Mom, I'm hungry, or I have to go to the bathroom, or I really don't want to watch this show. Can we do something different? You know what I mean? It's, it's really challenging. And the big 
thing that came over me the other day because I, I had been going back and forth with getting specific therapies for her. Um, and there was one that has just been lagging and we've been having issues and I was so frustrated and I was venting to another, another woman at work. And she says to me, well, I don't really understand why anybody needs to be forced into, you know, you know, being a certain way and doing a certain thing um, and, and progressing in the way that you think is appropriate. Maybe she just needs to, um, to she, maybe she has her own way of doing it. Maybe she has her mm. own, you know, because autistic children, they don't operate on the same plane and it doesn't mean that it's wrong. It just means it's different. And that was a huge wake up call for me. Yeah. She wasn't meaning to, she was being very loving and she was just offering like a very loving opinion and perspective. And mm. I was just like, oh my God. You know, like as Mind a blown. Yeah. yeah. And so it was like, first of all, I need to check in with where I'm at with where she's progressing and why I have expectations about that. Why do mm. I think that, okay, she's six, she needs to be doing this. Yes, she's six, but she also has autism. And that's okay. You can embrace that and, and love her that's for right. that and where she's at. And that's right. and I think that was a huge thing for me because now I'm able to not only relax, but love her unconditionally because in mm. those conditions that I've placed on her development, I haven't been able to be like the best mom that I could be for her because mm. I'm putting conditions on it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, and I see that when you, when you were saying like people say, well, I should be doing this and I should be doing that because this person's 35 and they have a career and they have a family and it's like, you don't know the full story either. Yeah. Yeah. And people need to stop shitting all over themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's true uh, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Chris. But what a beautiful story. Like, first of all, I mean, you're like, you, you said that you weren't being, but the fact that you're realizing this now mm -hmm. that so many people never do, She's six, yeah. you know, you, she's this, this so much time. You're like, this is what I mean about us doing the work is what you just revealed to us mm -hmm. is you're doing the work on yourself. You're looking at the things that you don't necessarily know as of yet. Mm -hmm. And we're all, you're all, we're always developing, always learning. Mm -hmm. They're not going to come out into the world and we're going to be these perfect parents. <laughs> yeah. They need to see our flaws. Yeah. You know, that's, what's going to make, that's, what's going to give them permission to, to go and make these, you know, fall down mm -hmm. and, and to have the courage to get right back up mm -hmm. because they're seeing you do it along as well. Yes. Not this perfect, pristine, you know, uh, parent that everything is, is just great. Well, there's a big mask that goes over that if that's the case. Yes. You know? Yeah. So, you know, and it's like wanting so much for her to be this way or that way. It's, mm -hmm. it's not it's not accepting who she is right now, you know? Mm. And that's the biggest thing I feel like most people are big on manifestation. They want to manifest this ideal blah, 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 blah. And it's like, but where are you at right now? Where is your joy in this moment right now? And how can you accept yourself and accept this, this life that you're living in its entirety and not feel like you're putting on those expectations, which is causing resistance to that manifestation coming yeah. to you, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's where I'm at in my, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, no, I, I get, you know, expectations are a really negative thing. Mm -hmm. You know, if you look at them, and I do this exercise with a lot of some of my workshops, is there's this whole list of, you know, have them name what expectations are. Yes. expectations come from a scary fearful place they mm. come from a place that you develop within yourself mm. right that yes. that that is like oh i'm gonna put this to protect me potentially mm. the thing is when expectations actually get met it's like oh blah 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 that's whatever you know you did it it was supposed to happen anyway so no big deal yeah and what i love to have people shift expectations from is loving agreements Right. What are some of the agreements you can make with others and yourself? Right. They come from that collaborative, loving, amazing, creative place yeah. that you get to come together and switch your expectations into these agreements. Mm. And then you free up a lot of energy, excess energy that you're, you stop putting on yourself. Oh, 
I love that. Hmm. Sort of like unblocking all of those energetic centers that want to be realized, but you yeah. you got them all That's right. up with expectations. <laughs> yeah. Well, you do it with your family members. Like, what are some of the expectations? We can ask the question. I'm sure everyone has at least one expectation right now they have with somebody or themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I expect to go. I expect to go to the gym seven days a week in the new year. Right. Well. Does that is that really doable? Right. I'm going to make an agreement to go at least three days for 30 minutes, and then let's set that right so that it's more realistic. Or with your partner, right? Whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. Let's come together and communicate and talk in a way that's going to create these agreements. And and that doesn't mean they they're not negotiable. Right. They can be negotiable. Right. When we get in a heated argument we're going to step away from each other for 30 minutes to calm down. Mm -hmm. Do you agree to that? Well, 30 minutes is a long time. Okay. How about 15 or Mm. whatever. Right. But it makes all the difference in the world to, to, to really just communicate with the others around you at work, whatever. And it just gets you into this, this space of, okay, there it is. We're doing this. We're creating this, this, this beautiful life together. Yes. You know, so, mm -hmm. especially when, you know, it's 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 hard when it's with somebody that you like a partner you know what i mean Mm -hmm. to create those like okay so i i see that we are not kind of seeing eye to eye on this and like you said let's take a minute and step back and it's even it's i feel like it's even more so in a situation where it's like people that you aren't super close with like a coworker. um you know, because they don't really know a lot of those intimate details about you that are understandable or what you know, that know your story a little bit better. And so judgments can be made based on their own assumptions and their own trauma and their own wounding. And Mm. it creates a lot of resistance in communication as well, you know, and that's, I mean, God, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten into miscommunications with certain people at work. And it's just like, that was not anything like at all what I was meaning or what I was intending and how did you get that and a lot of it has nothing to do with me but it has everything to do with where they're coming from and their story and all the things that they've gone through right right and that can be really hard as a healer as somebody who wants to Mm -hmm. do that type of light work because you have to realize it's not about you their story well it's funny one of my one of my trainings and you mentioned that um the teacher had us it was like the course of a year but it was like we were with these people for the entire weekend and he'd go over this this thing if anybody had a conflict it goes okay who has a who's not getting along with their partner or having some and there's always somebody that raises their hand okay come on up here he sits them in front of 50 people face to face you know sitting down and he goes, okay, this is what we're going to do. And he's such a, like a loving man, David Elliott, my breathwork instructor. And he's like, I, you're going to tell him what, what's, what's bothering you about him. But before you do that, you're going to start the statement with the judgment I have about you that's really about me. And oh. then state it. And then the other person just says, thank you. And then the other person goes, same thing, a judgment I have about you that's really about me. And then they state whatever that is. And there's this super like uncomfortable, it only goes about two or three, you know, different things. Yeah. And then before it ends in usually tears and a big hug at the end, because it's like, oh, they're unresolved triggers. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They're things. Thank God you came into my life to show me where I am not completely healed or I'm still getting lit up within this. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I see that between my mom and my sister all the time. Oh my God. It's like, but don't you two see that you're exactly alike? <laughs> like you guys are right? even. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, that's so, so cool. Yeah. You do the exact, but I'm nothing like her. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Isn't so. it, isn't it so crazy that like, you know, when you look at something that is exactly like they, they behave, that behavior or something that you identify with yourself, that that is the thing that triggers you and not something that's completely yeah. different, that it is the opposite, you know? Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh my God. Exactly. It kind of gives light onto, oh shit, what am I getting triggered about? Like, ooh, right. man. Right. 
<laughs> there was a huge perspective shift on one of my buddies who went going through this really toxic divorce. Mm. And he he was ever I talked to him twice a week. He'd be yelling, crying, this is what she did, listen to this text, da, 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 back and forth, back and Yikes. forth. And then one night at a at a journey, uh the community get together we were having, um, somebody said to him, he goes, Well, what if she was your greatest teacher? one of your greatest teachers you'd ever have. How fortunate that you get to see these these things come up within you that you get to really look at and you get to hold and you get to maybe even nurture because they're about you. They're not about what she's doing to you. She's showing you where you are not necessarily settled or healed. And it was like this this went like, oh. And you could just feel the shift happen within him. Yeah. Wow. My teacher. Yeah. And now they're amazing co-parents together, by the way. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and there's a good you know? happy ending with it, too, See? which is like mm-hmm. oh, all the deliciousness. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. So um, I have this thing on here. It says, what is what is journey work? Oh, so that? that is, is that your, that's on the thing. Journey yeah. work is the, is the plant medicine work we do. Oh, okay. So psychedelics essentially. Ooh. Okay. You know, Mushrooms. I had, I had mm-hmm. somebody tell me that you, I should consider giving my daughter micro dosing. And I was just kind of like, I have no idea. Like I'm open yeah. to all the things, but mm-hmm. I have no idea what that is. So here, here you are. Let's talk about it. So, yeah. So uh, it's one of my favorite subjects. I mean, first of all, I'll I'll say full disclaimer, you know, this isn't necessarily for everybody. Right. You know, it's, 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 it's done some magical stuff, not only for me, but for our marriage as well. Mm. It's transitioned us from this marriage to spiritual partnership because what the, what the medicine gives us in, in, in psilocybin, you know, ayahuasca is an intelligence, Mm. a way of really stripping down the walls and looking at ourselves, you know, from our inner child, so to speak. The medicine is about letting go of control and letting go of dissolving of the ego and really seeing the the connection to our soul, to our heart, Mm. right? Looking, being able to look at, at our inner child and love that version of ourselves that we may not have looked at when we were younger. So for an example, you know, I realized when one of the journeys or, I mean, I have thousands of different examples I could give that I've gained, but one of the things that I, I learned, I saw in a, in a journey was that my little boy at the, I was really a super sensitive kid. And I realized that if I was going to survive in this world, I had to get rid of that crying sensitivity and become a man and suck it up and just go forth and be this athlete. You know, I grew up in the East Coast, Boston, south of Boston, very blue collar town. And I had to just put myself, put that compassion for myself away and move forward. Mm. And I did that. I was a hammer a good part of my life until I realized that that, that wasn't truly me. Right. And I was able to go back there and actually see that version of myself and 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 embrace that boy that I never really embraced before and have that compassion for him and walk him through all the years of my life and realize that because I didn't have compassion for myself, that I didn't really see the compassion with anybody else. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I was able to see it within me and see how scared he was. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I did what I did in order to get to where I needed to get to. But at this point it wasn't serving me any longer. So I was able to completely embrace that, that aspect. And that's, like I said, just one of thousands, but, but it's, it's like a entire journey in one night, you know, in eight hours, you're going to, you're going to get so much of it. And some of it's beautiful and some of it's shadow, but the shadow becomes this beauty and you just are able to just be at the end of it and complete and total bliss and love. And you usually always get there. Yeah. So, well, mm-hmm. and a lot of people get so freaked out about doing shadow work and it's literally right. about facing the darker parts of yourself that need to be understood. And, you know, it, it's funny because I feel like once you get to a place where you can just acknowledge the fact 
that you have a shadow and even what it's called or what it looks like, mm-hmm. you're, you're already moving forward. You're already on that process of healing because right. it's sort of like, I always think of like when you have like this, you're starting to get to the point where you have to do the shadow work and it starts to kind of rear its ugly head because it's sort of like a toddler that isn't getting any attention. Mm -hmm. It's going to keep raising its voice and throwing more temper tantrums until you actually pay attention to it. And so at some point, it's going to get there and you will have to look at it. No matter how much you don't want to, no matter how much it scares you, you will have to look at it. And that... That might be a point where you do get broken. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people get to the point where they refuse, they refuse, they refuse, and then they're at rock bottom and everything is kind of torn to pieces because yeah. that's that tower card, if you will. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything gets stripped down to its foundation and sometimes the foundation has to be cracked in order for you to actually, mm-hmm. okay, here we are. That's here, it. Here, here you are. <laughs> nah, we got no choice anymore. We're looking at this. Yes. You know. Here you <laughs> are, my it. friend. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I'm hopeful that now we're in a space where, um, you know, I definitely feel like the yin energetic is starting to really rebound mm-hmm. and come alive in this last almost two years. Um, and I, I think that that is a part of the shadow work is this yin energetic and people are starting to realize shit i i have a lot i have a lot that i need to look at with myself yeah you know and that's not necessarily a bad thing sure it's intimidating and it's a little bit scary but nothing ever worth doing is easy yeah you know no, um, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> but but that's what they call. They literally call the journey work the work, mm-hmm. because you'll get into it and in what you just said, and and then it's like you'll get these ideas and these downloads and these revelations about yourself, and then it's like, okay, now how do we integrate this into our lives? Mm-hmm. And that's where I come into play. Is how do we now put it into play? Yes, and really just go. This is. This is how I'm going to ship. It gives you an idea of what it could be, but now let's get to work. Mm. When you know that big scary monster that I've seen dozens of times in this work, you know, is once you actually have the courage to look at it, so many times the visual of that monster, scary, demonic, turns into a little teddy bear mm. once you look at it. Once you start to love it, like my little boy, mm. our little girl, our little boy, and you realize that's a part of you, it doesn't become so big and scary anymore, mm-hmm. right? And, and the thing that most people don't fully understand is that shame, guilt, all this stuff that is these supposed negative things that are weighing us down, if we hold those in the darkness, they grow in power. Mm-hmm. If we let them out and we actually ask for help, right? We're not, we don't have to do this alone, by the way. Mm-hmm. We get to ask for help. We get to reach out. We get to have space held for us that so many people would be willing to do. But it takes that to look at that eventually that huge, loud yell becomes a little softer. And then we comes up again in another part of our life and it's a little softer and then a little softer and a little softer until it's a whisper. Mm-hmm. It never fully goes away, mm-hmm. which most, most people get really disappointed because they see it again or that <laughs> same type of person showing up in my life again. And <laughs> this thing is coming up with finances or, you know, what the same job that I keep saying yes to. But it just gets a little softer because we have the courage to look at it and start to embrace it yes. and start to see it as a part of ourselves. You know, yeah. what's funny is I kind of I kind of depict that because obviously just like just like when you know when you discover like say you're an alcoholic it doesn't ever go mm-hmm. away it's always a part of you just like your shadow is a part of you it's not going to go away just because you have this intense year of where you do all this work and then you think well i'm good i'm cured and like no that's not you haven't been cured of yourself. You are still you. And it kind of yeah. reminds me like those little things where it's like it comes back around. It kind of reminds me of job training when, you know, you have to do those mm-hmm. mandatory job trainings just to make sure that 
you know how to operate under you know this umbrella because you know like this and this and this and you have to remember that this is how like for nurses like okay you have to remember how to use this type of pump and you know right. this is how you read electronic fetal monitors and la 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 and it's like yeah i know all this stuff okay la 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 you still have to do it mm. it's the same concept in a way it's like it comes back around to remind you, you, you remember that this is here and you still have to do the work and you still have to, why are you getting triggered right now? Remember the yep. steps, remember your breath, remember where you are and in your centered and remember the, the child that you need to acknowledge, right. you know? That's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the systems you put in place. That's the habits you create. Mm -hmm. Right. This is why we have these morning rituals, why we read certain books, why we go through, you know, it doesn't have to be the same all the time, but yeah. it's that process of repetition mm -hmm. that allows us to create these beautiful habits in our life yes. or get rid of the ones that no longer serve us. Yes. You're literally burning new neuropathways in your brain, right? Mm -hmm. To form these new neuropathways or these new ways of being, these new habits. Yes. And that's that's what this is there to teach us to do. Yes. And we have to have, we get to have the discipline to do it. And by the way, discipline to me isn't this go and suffer. Discipline to me is 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 what freedom. That's where freedom lies. Yes. Right. Ooh, so I having the. Mm -hmm. Oof. Yeah, I love that, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because a lot of people think that it means that you're being restrictive. And That's just right. and just like people like will look at boundaries and think like, oh, those are walls. I'm like, no, no, no. Mm -mm. Boundaries aren't walls. Just like discipline isn't like, you know, restrictive. It's like, you know what I mean? It means that you're giving yourself loving space to not only be protective of your energy, but other people's as well. Mm -hmm. yes. And, you know, yes. that, that discipline is just sort of like a guideline for you to maintain this mm -hmm. healthy practice that's right Ooh, Chris, that's right that's good. it's boundaries are are for your sense or is for is for your place that that you hold things that you hold so close near and dear to yourself mm -hmm. right this isn't about everybody else or again it's the trigger and so many people think i'm going to put boundaries up and i'm pissed off my family <laughs> right that's yeah. that's not what it is right and, and the quote that I love is, I did not set this boundary to either offend or to please you. Hmm. I did it to manage the priorities and goals I've set in my life. Oh, I think right? I'm going to have to steal that. <laughs> I'll send it over. Yes, uh, please. I love you it. You can have it. You, it's all yours. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's the whole point is, is there's, I have a whole workshop on setting boundaries. Mm. And, and it's, and, and so many people come into them and go, yeah, I need stricter boundaries. I need to do this, blah, 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 blah. but it takes courage and realizing that some people, yes, they're going to have their judgments, right? Their triggers that are going to go off, mm -hmm. but you're doing it for the, for you to be your best version of yourself. Yes. One of the first questions I ask my clients when I start, before I even start working with them on a scale of one to 10, how fulfilled are you in your life? Right. I don't care if you, I don't care how much, how many millions of dollars you have in your bank. Right. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that's, I was just at a conference with um, 50 CEOs at, at down in Cabo. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I asked that question, actually, I wasn't going to, but then I was like, wow, they're, they're happy or they, they're, they're successful. They're all making seven digits. Their companies are all successful, but I want you to get into breakout groups. And I'm going to ask you this, how fulfilled are you in your life on a scale of one to 10? And the average number was five. So the, so my whole thing, now I say, okay, great, five. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you. How, how if you're operating at a five, mm -hmm. how much do you think your parents are getting of you? I mean, your kids are getting of you. Ooh. How much do you think that your company's getting of you? Right? Mm -hmm. no, yeah, maybe a three. Three of your best version. Right, You're, they're not getting a five because you got to spread yourself out. Yeah. You got family, you got a business, you got to work out for yourself. You got to do this. So the goal is, how can we get you fulfillment-wise up to a nine or ten mm. to be the better, best version of you, so that you can put all of that energy not only to be successful but to be happy and fulfilled as well. Mm. And I said that to a, a new mom. You know, she's a mom of two, and she's changing careers. She's become a meditation teacher. 
And I said that, I said, how, how much of, if you're at a five right now, what do you think your kids are getting of you? And mm-hmm. she just went, oh, God, like knife in the heart, yep. right? Yep. So what do we do to boundary up everybody? Loving boundaries mm-hmm. so that you, your family and the people that you really are around and, and the things that you're striving for, they're going to get that of you. They're going to get your best version and that's what we're here for it is to be, and that's going back to performance coaching. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do is get them to perform at that high, high level. Oh my God. That, that is amazing. So like when you're doing these, these workshops and stuff like that with the CEOs, like what, what are the types of, of exercises that you're doing with them to help them get to that point you know what i mean we've right. you know you've asked these questions and now you know the top's yeah. blown off of their of their head and they're like oh, shit, right now what <laughs> you know? yeah no it's a great it's a great question yeah first i'm getting i'm getting them really uncomfortable yeah first thing i'm doing <laughs> i love that. first Sorry. thing i'm doing is i'm walking around and taking every single one of their phones <laughs> four hours no phones you guys agreeing to this Right. We're here. No phones. Everyone's committing to being at their very best for this four hours, giving it all. I'm going to play all out. I expect you to play all out, too. Mm-hmm. Right. So then there's the questions. I want you to get really deep. So I ask some re- very poignant, deep questions that sometimes trigger tears. Mm-hmm. And that's a beautiful thing, because what that's doing is giving everybody else permission to peel back another layer. Oof, yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Breakout questions, deep real questions, not, you know, how well is your, what's your revenue in your business? No, I want to know what is your biggest, what are you taking away from this past two years of being locked down? What are you leaving behind? Mm. Mm. How full is your cup, right? So we're, we're bringing all these into play and then we're taking them into breath work, which Mm. is about deep holotropic breathing for 45 minutes, which gets them to the same, could get some of them to the same place as what plant medicine could do of what journey work does. It's so healing and opening. Mm -hmm. So by the time we're done and we're all sitting on the floor, we're able to really talk out a lot of the things that came up. And some people have very physical experiences, mystical experiences, um, all of these things. It's different every single time. I've had people that have literally like healed back pain in one session. You know, I'm not saying that's guaranteed, but there's a lot, it's, the issues are in the tissues. And when you're releasing emotional stuff, what a lot of people don't realize is that's what they're storing Mm -hmm. is the stress is the emotions. I'm sure you deal with people with, you know, anxiety issues and a lot of these things that happen within their backs. Yes. But, and and when you're touching them or, or, or helping them, there's a lot of things that come up with that. Right. So the breath work. And then we dive deeper into some expectations agreements, you know, like we already talked about. Mm -hmm. And then the last part was a, I don't know if I should talk about it because it was a complete surprise. Nobody knew anything about it. And we totally surprised them by bringing them into this other room. I guess I'm telling it. Yeah. Um, You're in for it now. And and we had two (laughs) huge pools full of ice and water. And every single one of them was able to find their calm within their chaos. Because in the whole metaphor of this is the world is going to give you all sorts of stuff that you can handle, by the way. The world's not going to give. How do you hold it within yourself? How do you find the calm and the peace within the, 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 uncomf- the discomfort? Yes. So a lot of resistance, a lot of like, are you kidding me? A lot of FUs, a lot, you know, all of this. But three minutes, we got them three minutes in there. And we had 99% participation from the owners, 98%. Two of them just refused to do it. The next day I had the spouses, right? They 100% participation with the spouses plus the people that were working the show, right? Dang. So it was, it, was, it was like, but the euphoria and the, and the, and the openness and the, the willingness to go there and what they, the resistance they got to go through to get to that place within themselves created this, this, this just beautiful love and, and gratitude throughout the entire weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, the questions people have, the openings they had, the, the, the revelations they can get from bringing themselves to that 
is, is, is amazing. And that's why ultimately why I do this work is because I'm fortunate enough to see people's souls when they, when, when they have the courage to open themselves up and take the mask off and show me. Mm. And I get to see their beauty. I get to see their little boys, their little girls. Mm. And they get to love them finally instead of just making it to the top of something because their ego says they have to do this. Mm-hmm. They get to take it off and they get to say, well, this is what I was meant to do. This is how I'm going to move through this journey now in life. Wow. Aware, conscious. I, I am like in awe of that. That is some incredible work, Chris, seriously. Mm. Um, Thank you. And, you know, I, it, I'm so curious because I feel like sometimes people and this is this is my I don't know anything because I don't I don't work with CEOs and frankly the person that's the director of the unit that I operate under I hardly ever see her like I never mm-hmm. see her and usually she makes all these new things and I'm like okay I guess this is what we're doing mm-hmm. like you know what I mean and so working with CEOs I can imagine like you know their conditioning is so either thick or deep or both and Mm -hmm, does mm -hmm. it do you find that it's there are some some that it's much harder or is it just across the board kind of like they're all pretty tough or i don't know like no it it really just depends i mean you know i do a lot of leadership training again i work with all sorts of clients got it you know like like i'm starting to work with one of the one of the CEO's wives in it a little bit because of some anxiety and stuff that's going on. And it's, it's different for everybody. Some, some of them are just going to be right there with you. Others are going to be absolutely, they're not letting you in because they just refuse to. There's might be that trigger within, they might see something within you that is triggering them and and that's okay. You know, I'm going to be when they're ready, like we talked about the very beginning of the podcast, then they're ready. But I'm not there to force them to to do anything. You know, they're there out of suggestions, out of out of asking questions. And yeah, it's it's not about this. But what I what I feel what I'm here to do isn't just to work with CEOs. It's um, it's about leadership. Mm. It's about what is what is modern leadership? Yes. Right. And I honestly think I know it's about authenticity. Mm -hmm. So if your boss came around once a week and just really got a chance to connect and know you, right? And you got a chance to know her. Mm-hmm. That level of how you saw her and, and how you reacted, instead of operating out of, oh, I just want to, I'm not saying you do this, right? Mm-hmm. But so many people do. I just want to keep my job and, and get a paycheck and go through my day without being noticed, <laughs> as opposed to I am seen for the amazing work I do. And I'm cared about because that's what the human condition. We want to be seen. Mm-hmm. We want to be acknowledged for the great work we do. If you're working a job 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week, it's not about getting a raise, right? That's great. Here's a raise. Feel good. But studies show that most people, 78% of people would rather have the acknowledgement than that 10% raise. Yeah. That peer recognition, mm-hmm. right? So what is true leadership now? I think what it's not is what we're seeing in a lot of these corporations and government, mm-hmm. right? That's yeah. what it's not. And I think this entire world, especially has been flipped upside down, is turned on their head that you're going to see a new, a, new, a new line of leaders coming up, uh-huh. right? A new, a new way of, of, of what is modern masculinity? What is, what is true femininity? Mm. How do we recognize that within each other? Yes. Right. How do we run this so that we're coming from, like I said earlier, that right brain, sage, Jedi like way of being that we're coming into a place of 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 com- from compassion, innovation, right, creativity and not coming from fear, yes. not coming from if I don't do this, I'm going to die. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Which so many people do. Yeah. And we get to switch that paradigm. And we get to really get them to see and, and hold not only themselves in a different way, but they get to hold their their people that are their teammates. Yeah. Right. And it's not about having a title. It's about stepping in. You don't have to have a title to be a leader. Yeah. It's about knowing that you're doing all the right things and creating that leadership way of 
being mm. that's going to make you leave that legacy and affect and impact the people around you. Yes. That's what it's about. Yeah. And I've, I also feel like leadership, I feel there, there's a, there's a shift in conditioning with just that word. Cause I feel like a lot of times mm -hmm. I, I've talked about this with my husband recently because, uh, right now his, his leader, at least he has a, have a, has a few of them. He just mm -hmm. got into this position and he's having a really hard time communicating with them because he kind of over exemplifies that whole, like, I'm the boss and you have to do what I say and, you know, just figure it out. And instead of it being like a nurturing, like experience with somebody who knows how to do all these things and they're right. in a position more of service rather than like, I'm the boss. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah, what, that's huge what you just said is that's what i think leadership is yes is serve, being in service yes right what is a true king or a true queen it's not look at me come come and, and bring me gifts on my throne it's they're in service <laughs> yes. of the people of the kingdom mm -hmm. right it's yeah. this is what this is where we felt where sometimes we fall short because we don't understand what is being in true service mean Yes. And by the way, that's not pleasing. That's not pleasing people. There's a whole, that's a whole different energy. Mm -hmm. It's being in service. Mm -hmm. As a coach, I want to be in service to my clients, to the people that I'm in front of the room towards, mm -hmm. right? Being service to my family, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes being in service means saying the hard things, is communicating with the people and really expressing what your truth is, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. And, and that's is saying the hard things, you know, hey, you come to the house, you know, Uncle Jimmy has a, you know, he has a drinking problem and he's, um, he's are you going to get him a drink, right? Or are you going to, that's pleasing him, everything's going to be fine. Are you going to be in service to him and not get him that drink and mm -hmm. be the one that's in your house going, hey, this is uncomfortable, but I'm going to be a leader here. Yeah. I'm going to do the right thing and be in service. Even right. if he doesn't get it from me right now, it might be later on. Yeah. Right. By drinking so. the, the sparkling water yourself. Right. You know, and right. then hopefully he'll follow suit and hopefully he doesn't right. say, hey, I'd rather have some gin in this. And you say, well, mm -hmm. why don't we just stick with the sparkling water? That's right. That's Let's right. Just go from there. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and maybe for your husband, it's, it's, and I don't know, you know, I don't know the whole story. If I was in that situation, I would definitely, that's one of the most challenging things is to go into those corporations and, and break down the silos a lot of the time, but maybe it's about having a one-off meeting, yeah. you know, and expressing, Hey, this is, this is what I would like moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know the situation, like I said, but you know, there's that honesty of, of freeing something up for your husband and just going, look, this is how I operate. Mm -hmm. And I would love a little bit more of this, this, and this so that we can work more seamlessly as a team, yes. not just going into this, trying to figure it out. Cause I think this is, this is the way, this yeah. is the path we could go down. Right. Potentially. Yeah. It's having it, the courage. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you know, I feel like when you're in this, when you're in a position of leadership, there is that old adage of, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And, right. you know, because when you're in a position of leadership, you do have more power, but with that comes the responsibility piece, which a lot of people mm -hmm. don't really want to look at because it's not the fun part or whatever, but mm -hmm. it is the part where you know how to do everybody's job to a professional level and you are helping them get to the best of their ability in that role. Mm -hmm. And you are that's the it. one that's responsible for helping them get there. And so a lot of yeah. people don't look at that, be like, oh, well, I'm the manager and I know how to do everything and I don't have to do that stuff because I'm the manager. And it's like, well, actually, you know how to do all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So therefore you need to be on the ground with these people helping them get do you have any questions about how right. this works let me is there anything i can do to help you get there right that's that right. is the the role that you're supposed to mm -hmm. be taking <laughs> yeah well you know it's it's amazing um seth godin has a book out called lynchpin and he talks about the industries of um what it was farming and then factory and now you know, business, modern business and cubicle works. And, and, and basically what he talks about is the people that just get their jobs done, check the boxes. Here's your job description. Go do it. Right. Right. 
as opposed to the linchpins, which metaphorically, that's the pin that holds the wagon wheel together. Mm -hmm. And without it, it would fall off. Right. Is creating a, a space, a place within yourself, right, that you're going to go above and beyond your job description. Mm. You're, you're going to go into that job or career or whatever it is you choose to do and be the linchpin within that, mm. i.e. leader within that organization. Whether you have the title or not, you can do that and start acting and, 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 and producing like that would be. And if that's not the environment for you, if it's way too toxic, then it might be time to make a career change. Mm -hmm. Start to go, okay, what is my second mountain I want to climb in life, which is another big thing I love working with clients on mm -hmm. is career shifts and second mountains, right? Yes. And say, how can I now get out of this river or uh, stop climbing this mountain and now move on to this mountain that gives me butterflies, excites me, really kind of brings those things up that, that, that is my joy, that are my passions, all of those superpowers and gifts that I've acquired throughout those hard times in my life, I can now put into play and be that person I was meant to be. My soul can finally sing and do what it's meant to do, be in service, be the leader singing my song Chris <laughs> it's a good song I love it <laughs> it sounds so good right it's so, so good oh. oh it's so funny well Chris how can anybody contact you if they're like I gotta get a hold of this guy I need some yeah. of that coaching how can people find you right so my website is chrisplord.com I think it's probably in the show notes I don't know if I can spell it but um chrisplord.com and you know I have workshops on there I have breath free breath work classes you can grab if you wanted to um, I do discovery calls just to kind of see if we're right fit for each other if you're interested in coaching mm -hmm. getting a little foldish for next year but um, but you know there's groups and stuff I run as well um, so uh, retreats will start to have com coming up different you know talks I can do at organizations or whatever the case may be so Let's get creative. Let's make some agreements. We'll yes. See. <laughs> Let's so. make some agreements. <laughs> That's it. That's Chris, it. This has been so. this has been such an honor and a joy. I really appreciate you oh being God. here with me and talking with me. This has been awesome. Oh, no, that was a blast. Thank you for your energy and for the questions. And I just love, I can't believe it's been an hour and five minutes already. God. I know. I was Where's kinda, the time go, huh? I know. I was kind of like, oh shit, I probably should wrap it up now. <laughs> But yeah, I, we can keep, we could have gone off in so many, we can do a two and a half hour one next time. Oh yeah, so, that sounds good. Yeah, let's right? let's Easy. do it. Come on. This would be like, this is the two hour episode that you all been waiting right. for. That's right. Yeah, here it is, finally. Yes. So. All right, Chris, thank you so much. I really right. appreciate you and your light and all the education and your mm. heart in this and keep rocking, dude. Uh, thank you so much. We're, we're doing it together. We are. <laughs> All right, everybody. Be sure right. to like and subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you go and check out Chris's website. And I love you all. And until we meet again, love and light to you all. And now I stop this. Recording stopped. And then I stop. My, my podcast is geared towards... Um, a lot of people that are kind of newer to the the spiritual mm -hmm. realm and trying to understand like what a lot of these things mean and you know right. making it more accessible and so i introduced like crystals like certain different crystals and um you know different topics like recently i just right. went over uh, what is kundalini and what does it mean when you have an awakening mm -hmm. um obviously i worked went over the nada system right before that so that way it kind of went into the kundalini but so that way people kind of understand well what 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 does that mean because you know you go around a whole bunch of people who are really mm -hmm. spiritual and they start like talking all about this stuff and you're like I don't know what any of that is. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's. I mean, I'm. The, what I love to do is 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 bring this to to like the not just necessarily just corporate, but to people that are like intrigued. Mm -hmm. But but it's like, but they're not understanding the language. I don't want to go into too of the too much of the woo language, which I love, love by the way. Language. And we'll talk about dimensions <laughs> and all of that. We've done. You name it, tons yes. of plant medicine, you know, all of this. But 
what what it is, how do we explain it in a way that they're going to really grasp it? Yes. You know, how do you walk into a corporation and not go, or work in front of a sales team and not have them go, you're here to help me do better? What are you talking about, Kundalini <laughs> or something, <laughs> you know? But, but it all stems from that deep, deep, like plant medicine type of work. And when I learned, when I took breath work for the first time, I was like, oh my God, this is the closest thing that I got into plant medicine and yeah. I have to teach this. Yes. And now I get to bring this to major organizations, CEOs, and it's like, they'll never go near it unless you surprise them with it. Yes. You know? So that's what I just did. And it's now it's like the connection they get is like, <sighs> you know what I mean? So yes. that's that's what we're trying to do in a, in a kind of backdoorish type of way. Sweet, I love that, <laughs> love it. Mm. All right, we're gonna start here. Actually, I've already started on the audio just because I like having the little pieces before and after for mm -hmm. bloopers because I can't help myself. Yeah. <laughs> when I was listening to you, I was like, oh, this is gonna be fun. She's gonna be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to be very like, as authentic as I can, and my authenticity mm -hmm. is is very silly and very cool. I try. Where are you in? Where are you in the country? So I'm actually in California. So you're in LA, right? Okay. So you're sweet. Yep. Thank God South you're Bay. in my neck of the woods. Yes. So I'm actually uh -huh. in Northern California. Um, okay. I used to live in San Diego, which was amazing. I loved living there. The beaches were incredible. So that was really healing for me to be that close to the beach all the time. Mm -hmm. But right now I live in like the Bay Area. Okay. Yeah. We're going up there on Sunday. My father-in-law's there. So oh. San Jose. Yes, I love that area. It's really, really beautiful. Mm. Um, although you're you're really close to Santa Cruz, so I see that surfboard in the background. So if you really like surfing, that's well. Like my son is all over it. Where you're like, are you kidding? Like we have he's he's actually snowboarding right now, and then we're going to be in Santa Cruz on Monday or Tuesday. Yes, surfing. that's like so prime surfing. It's going to be mm -hmm. cold AF though. So I hope you got booties. That's all right. That's all right. He's the one that gets in. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thank you again so much for listening to this episode of Third Eye with Lorelai. If you loved this episode, if you loved everything that was in it and it really resonates with you, be sure to share this with someone that you love, that you feel like might need some of the content and be sure to take the time to check out all of the other content that I have on Instagram, on Akasha Flicks, on YouTube, on all the places. I, I even made a TikTok, y'all. So go check it out. I do live uh, card readings um, every week and I also do uh, Monday pick a card. So be sure to check out some of the other stuff to really continue your journey onward and upward. And if you're interested in a tarot card reading, if you're interested in energy coaching or spiritual mentorship, please contact me slide into my DMs on Instagram. Contact me on www.thirdeyewithlorelei.com. I'd be more than happy to work with you and help you reach your goals and find your purpose in this lifetime. So I love you guys. Share this with someone you love. Share it with someone that you may think might need it. And I love you guys. 